Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the great Scott show, the great sports callers open think tank. Very happy to have you with me. How was your Christmas? Everybody have a good holiday. Everybody have a good Christmas. I hope you did. I hope you enjoyed the weekend. Young, old, wherever you are in life. I hope you weren't lonely. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you enjoyed some sports around Christmas, although it it, it seems like post-Christmas, the sports eh, canceled bowl games. Pelicans were riding a four-game winning streak. Then, of course, Brandon Ingram hurts his Achilles, just checks himself out of a game. Who knows what happened there? Because, you know, who, who needs nice things when you're the Pelicans? The NFL just says we're, we're plowing through. No matter what, we're plowing through. We're playing these games. And you had, um, you know, a docket of Week 16 NFL games that I would say left quite a bit to be desired. You had a good game on Thursday. That was before Christmas. You had some decent games on Christmas, but post-Christmas? How many games yesterday were entertaining, were aesthetically pleasing to the eye, especially those that maybe don't have the direct ticket. They're just watching the ones in the national slot. Not too good. And yet every single game played yesterday, all dozen of them, every one, will be better and more entertaining than what we are going to to see tonight at the Caesar Superdome. Don't come to me for fandom because you're not going to get it here. Oh, you know, the Saints can just do this. Saints can just do that. Hey, man, you never know. Hey, Ian Buck, watch out. Let me tell you right now and let me make this perfectly clear. Our beloved New Orleans Saints, the team that I root for, the team that I will be just... Watching tonight as I am trying to convince myself what I'm even doing and then remind myself, I guess I got to do it for work. They have 0.0001% chance of winning. Oh, yeah, but Scott, I mean, heck, the Texans, the Texans with Davis Mills, they beat the Chargers yesterday. The Texans are awful. They were missing all kinds of players. Let me tell you something, the Texans would slaughter the Saints with what they're going to have to put out there tonight. There are 21 players on the COVID-19 reserve list for the Saints. There are more, uh, you know, there, there's, there's not more than 21, but there's more players than IR. There's 48 available players, three of which are questionable to play tonight due to injury. I mean, the Saints, they might not, you know... Ron Armstead might try to give it a shot, but he's playing hurt. They're, they're, the irony is they're so thin at some positions, and yet the one where they're deepest at is wide receiver. And somehow COVID-19 has not, not hit the receiving room because they can't catch anything. With the exception of Deontay Harris, who isn't with the team anyway. But now he's on the COVID-19 reserve list. They... 
can dress 48 players tonight, currently. They're down to 48, and three are questionable. Including Marcus Davenport, because of course he is. 21 players. A rookie quarterback who couldn't get even dressed. They, they wouldn't even activate him for a game when they all they had at QB was Trevor Simeon and, and Taysom Hill, who was really injured at the time and was listed as an emergency quarterback, and they wouldn't even dress this guy. The Saints were so desperate, they put in a call to Drew Brees. Man, maybe just one. Can you just do one game? Drew apparently thought about it, and then he probably thought better and looked at who the Saints would have available and was like, nah, sorry, guys. I mean, Phillip Rivers has been itching to maybe get a shot. Like, nah, I'm going to stay home for Christmas. Hell, Phil, you can stay home for Christmas. Just make the drive on Monday. It's not like we can actually practice. The Saints haven't even been practicing. They've been having remote meetings, and they're missing more, literally, more than half of their roster. Are you ready for some football? Monday night football. Monday night farce. Now, here's the thing. There is no definition of what the NFL deems, oh, we got to move this game or not. And I'm here to tell you, Saints fans, the NFL is not going to change the rule as far as a player testing positive being able to play. They're not. You don't want them to move this game. You really don't. As far as the schedule went yesterday, aside from Philly, you know, beating the Giants who were missing all kind of players, and they're the Giants. You know, the Saints, if you're if you're one of those Saints fans hoping they can make the playoffs, you needed the Rams to beat Minnesota. Well, that happened. Tennessee beat San Francisco. Yeah, well, that's good. There were some things that happened yesterday that made you say, oh, this is good. Because there's no way you're getting to 10-7. and seven. I am of complete disbelief that this line is still on the board. And according to Caesar's Sportsbook, Miami right now is minus three? What? That's it? Are you kidding me? What am I not seeing here? Stop with the, oh, Scott, you just got to believe. I, you, you know, you've got to just take your head out of the sand and realize the Saints are about to go out there they have seven offensive linemen currently on seven total O linemen. Total. And one of them, Teron Armstead, is questionable to even play tonight. And they're going to put a rookie quarterback back there that, oh, they had so much faith in that they were trying to convince Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees to come back for just a single game. And they haven't been able to practice against the team that they only face every four years. So it's not like it's this familiarity of, well, look, we know what Atlanta, or we know what Carolina, or we know what Tampa, we know what they like to do. We know what they want to do. No. The Dolphins have won six straight, and they're going to play a Saints team. Look, I didn't think their offense could trot something out worse than what they had in that in that that Thanksgiving night game against the Bills. And they'll have Kamara tonight and Ingram. Okay, cool. But what else? Nothing. 
honestly. And then defensively, you're not going to have Demario Davis and Quan Alexander? You know how much Miami loves to use the tight end? The Saints desperately need those guys. Oh, and Malcolm Jenkins, too. And then Marcus Davenport is questionable because, of course, he is. What in the world, man? The league is not going to move a Monday night game. The league is, they're, 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 they're more than willing to move a game if they have another one in its place. They are. They would have moved the Saints-Dolphins game if it was scheduled to be played on, you know, Sunday. Even if it was an early game on Christmas, because it's Christmas. Might be the only game in that time slot, but it's Christmas. It's an NFL Network slash Prime game. If you're a Sunday game, hey, we'll move it to Tuesday and Wednesday. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you, Saints fans, you don't want that to happen. You're not going to get that many people back. There's There are some players that may not be back, you know. I mean, this is not the end of this for the Saints. There will be more players that are going to miss time on the COVID list. How many will they have for the game on the second against the Panthers? Tonight? It'll take more than a Christmas miracle for the Saints to win tonight. Anything is possible. You never know. All those things are true. I mean, I I guess I shouldn't say 0%. I should say, you know, like what I said when I opened up. Maybe, you know what, I'm just going to stick to 1%. That's what you're working with, folks. To try to, aside from Kamara and, and and maybe Ingram, the Saints are putting out an offense that they would have in the third quarter of the fourth preseason game. Or at this point, I guess there's not four preseason games anymore. There's only three of the last preseason game. Let's say that. And they're going to do it in a crucial game in front of a nationally televised audience who hasn't really gotten great football as of late. You got the Chiefs Steelers in the late window yesterday. That was a blowout. You had Cowboys Washington last night. That was a blowout. I don't know what the final score is going to be tonight. I just know the Saints offensively, with the exception of two players, is going to be rocking a JV squad and defensively is going to be missing enormous pieces. Oh, and what about special teams? Well, they don't have JT Gray, their pro bowler. They don't have Deontay Harris, their former all-pro. They don't even have their special teams coach. An area of the game you're like, hey, maybe the Saints can at least win that phase. Oh, well, they're going to be missing just a guy that coaches that and their pro bowler, both of them. Sorry, guys. Sometimes you just got to be real. You just got to be real. When we come back, he typically joins me on Fridays for the Pro Nola segment. Well, didn't have a show last Friday for Christmas Eve. We don't have a show this Friday for New Year's Eve. So he joins me next. Saints and Pelicans correspondent Gus Kattengill. Am I being totally over the line to say the Saints have a 1% chance to actually win tonight? You talk about some crazy 
voodoo or Christmas miracle, whichever side goodie, whatever you want to say. I just can't see any scenario where it would happen. We'll talk to him next. This is the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, the Great Sports Callers of the Think Tank. I guess I still say that every now and then. Pro Nola segment on a Monday. On a Monday, our friend Gus Cattengill over there in Nola, where um, the Omicron variant seems to be all over the place, including uh, all over the Saints facility, even though they weren't there this week. Gus, I know you love Dumb and Dumber, the old 1994 classic, and. That scene of Lloyd Christmas, you know, so you're telling me there's a chance. Tonight, in terms of the Saints winning, okay, maybe it's not one in a million, but it kind of feels like one in a thousand. Like, what? you got to be realistic here. They're missing half of their roster. They're, they're, you know, the the most, on offense... Aside from Kamara and Ingram, they're going to be trotting out an offense that you would see in the third or fourth quarter of the last preseason game. And, I mean, a rookie quarterback that they thought so highly of, they wouldn't even dress him for games when all you had was Trevor Simeon and, and a very injured Taysom Hill that, that didn't even take a snap because he was injured. Uh, and and you called Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees saying, hey, could you help us out just for one week? And they're like, no thanks. I mean, Good, good luck to Ian Book. I mean, whatever he does tonight, yeah. it's not really going to be a fair judgment. I just don't see any scenario where the Saints have any. I can't believe the line currently that I'm looking at is Miami minus three. How is it not like minus ten? I, 
I, I think that is because you have <laughs> tremendous respect <laughs> for um, for Sean Payton would be my only uh, understanding as to why that line wouldn't be more than it is. And I, I think, you know, to your point, I mean, the reason you wouldn't have ever thought about playing Ian Book when all you had was Trevor Simeon and, and Taysom Hill, who was injured all that, but because, Scott, of what you just said, the offense that you were trotting out there, I mean, you, you would be asking somebody that's never played a snap in the league to overcome things that not even Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers can, which is why they said, yeah, good, you know, we'd rather stay home at Christmas. Um and because, I mean, quite honestly, I, I thought that was a joke. Like, I, I thought that was laughing, you know, in, in that I, I almost wonder what that phone call was sort of like. I wonder if it was like, hey, look, we'd, we'd love to have you in the building and stuff like that. But because, it, I mean, you're, you're basically bringing out a land of slaughter, you know. I mean, you'd be asking a player that hasn't played a practice or anything. At least Ian Book actually is practicing every day. Ian Book's actually in shape and you know, something of that nature, because you have no tackles. <laughs> As you mentioned, that you have so many injuries. I mean, it, or, or now, you know, COVID-related issues. I, I, what, what would you expect anybody to really do? So, I mean, that, that would be absurd for Drew Brees to have to start waiting again to go into the Hall of Fame and stuff to literally to, to do what? You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean that, that's kind of how I look at it. But it also is the line, though, kind of think an indictment that, look, the Dolphins have won six straight. They haven't exactly beaten a lot of great teams in those six wins, and their offense has struggled. And, and Tua threw two picks against the Jets last week, and I don't think there's a lot of belief in their offense, um, you know, which is why that's the case. Because, yeah, no, you know, um, this is the Bengals. This is, you know, some other team that, that has a high-powered offense. Scott, I think this, this game is almost off the books. You know, or, or, I can't or believe bigger, it's not. You know, I really can't. Yeah. I mean, and it might yeah. change by the time we get to kickoff. Well, I can't and believe I, Scott that we're playing. I, I can't believe Scott that last week you had three games that got postponed because the COVID numbers were in the twenties. The Saints are sitting at twenty-one. People. Yeah, it's so, just it. it the re, know, the reason is because they're not going to. They don't want the NFL doesn't want to move a Monday night game because right. if if they could replace it with an, it's one thing to move like a Saturday game that's on like Prime right. or. Or NFL Network, and I think if the Saints had pl- if if this if this game had been scheduled for yesterday, I think they would have tried right. to move some stuff around. But they're not moving this game. They're they're going to plow through. They don't want to mess with that Monday night game. They don't want to mess with that half a billion dollars ESPN pays them to air Monday night football. No matter how bad the product might actually be tonight, that's what I was going to say. It's say. it's I mean, always about the money, right? If they can they can flex a game out and oh, we're going to get ratings on a Tuesday this week too, like they did last week. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna sign off on that in a second. But to move a game out to where they have nothing. They're not going to do that. And the reality is, Gus, if we're being real about it, moving the game back probably might might act like I, I just don't think they have a chance to win this game. And if you moved it back to tomorrow or Wednesday, I don't think they were going to win it either because I still think you're going to be yeah. missing a ton of players to have right. short, short rest. You already have some you already right. have short rest, but to have like extremely short rest against Carolina. When even with a loss tonight, you're still in the mix for a playoff spot. You, you know, granted, you lose tonight, you don't control your destiny. 
then it probably hurts the Saints more. So there's an irony that in not moving the game, it, it, it actually might be the best thing for the Saints. But I'll say this, tonight, it's not going to be the best thing for the viewers. Yesterday in the afternoon national time slot, you had a blowout. Last night, you had a blowout national. And now Monday night football, blowout, I don't know what the final score is going to be. I just know that the product, especially from an offensive standpoint for the Saints, is going to be, I mean, are they just going to, maybe just if Teron Armstead can play, and if he can't, they're going to have six offensive linemen available. If he can play, I just, just run, just run off tackle the entire game and then just punt. I mean, like, what, what else are you going to do offensively? Well, you know, and here's the thing. I mean, I, I almost think too, Scott, it, it does give you an idea uh, of certain aspects of it and how you approach it, man. I, I think it's been remarkable. You know, I sat there last night getting ready for today's show and going over all the stuff that took place over the weekend and catching up, obviously, with Christmas. Um, I was not paying attention to post-practice availability and stuff. But, you know, listening to Sean on Friday was back listening to Ian Book. Man, look, there's a reason to your initial question, Sean, why Vegas only has Miami favored by three. What, what Sean Payton has done to create that building, that environment, that culture, man, you have to respect. Um, it could be very easy and, and almost overwhelming to just sit there and be like, you know, we, we don't have a shot. What are we doing here? Like, who cares? Just throw it out there. But that's not at all what you hear. Um, I thought it was interesting to hear Ian say, man, look, I walked into this walkthrough practice on Friday for the guys that are going to be playing and I felt like everybody has my back. Everybody's excited for me. He mentioned over 200 text messages from people supporting, um, including quarterbacks. You know, Brees hasn't reached out um, by by phone or anything, but by text, like Jameis is by text. Like, you know, all these people are trying to encourage him, give him pointers, tips, things of that nature. And I, I think these are the type of things, and you've talked about this before, Scott, this is the kind of stuff that kind of, uh, you know, for lack of a better phrase, turns Sean on. You know, this is, he loves uh, this I don't know. ability to, <laughs> hey, let's see what we can do here. He understands the odds. He understands that. But you've heard Alvin Kamara say it at the beginning or at some point during the season, too, where, you know, this is, you know, Sean loves to be doubted. Sean loves for somebody to say, well, you can't do this. And you know what? This is probably the only opportunity or scenario that will have Ian Book on the field. And he likes Ian Book, you know? And I I think while you can't be fair and evaluate whether or not he wins or loses in this game with what he's got, because it's the same thing that I feel with Taysom Hill and and others. That I mean, Taysom hasn't started a game with both starting tackles, offensive, you know, receiving court. I can actually catch the ball all your compliments of defensively, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I get it, you know, and the best that they did that you saw was Tampa, and then you saw, okay, look, he he's not what you see in Cincinnati or, you know, some of these other guys. But, you know, this is an opportunity, and that's what Ian Book said on Friday, that it's an opportunity to go show here or there, a player there, and, and to your point about being the last, you know, preseason game in the last quarter, but in that quarter, how many oftentimes do, do we see a guy like Pierre Thomas make the team or do we see some sort of promise or something? So instead of waiting for next preseason to actually see what this guy can sort of do, 
you know what, maybe there's a driver, too, where you and I are talking about on Friday of this week and saying, hey, you know, did you, did you notice this? Did, I liked how he did that. You know what? Um, they didn't win that game, but he showed poise. He went in and out of the huddle. He made nice decisions. He used his legs. And, and you heard Ian talking about that. He's like, look, I got some abilities to do certain things. And, uh, again, back to what, you know, excites Sean, that this is an opportunity to, you know, think of some plays, think of some ways to do that. And you know what? I mean, Scott, well, what if they put together a good drive? And it's school and you see him making plays and he gets more comfortable by as the game goes on. Those are things you evaluate. You know, how is he handling all this and how are they showing it? So, you know, I like I said, I, I think there's certain things to look at tonight, but I you you have a good point. I'm almost looking at this game like I would in a preseason game on some players that maybe I kinda wanna see what they have, you know. <laughs> because I watched Obviously, the other teams in Tampa secured a spot, Dallas secured a spot, uh, Green Bay secured a spot over the weekend. And realistically, even if the Saints get into the postseason right now, right, going into that game yesterday, the Saints would be matched up again against the Buccaneers. Can they beat them another time? Can they do all those things? You know, can they really make a run for it? Look, that's why you play the game. I get it. But I'm with you. Can you just make it entertaining in in some weird sick way yeah i don't i don't think so i just i i i love the i and i know you're just look i get it and i appreciate that you're trying to play the other side here (laughs) sean payton does not our segment would be very no but you're right you're right you're right but listen i do i do want to unpack some of what you said i think yeah sean payton does like the challenge but like to an extent like if you're a weightlifter and it's like I'm all right, let, let's let's I want you to squat five fifty and you've been working hard and everyone says ah oh, you don't have the calves for that yeah you've been working you could figure it out you know give me a week I'll get it but then they just add like two hundred more pounds and it's impossible like I Sean I remember him after the the game on Thanksgiving right that game against Buffalo where. You know, the Saints actually had more on defense for that game because you had Quan and you had DeMario and you only held Buffalo to what, maybe six in the first? I don't remember what the score was, 10. I mean, you, you did something. But after the game, he was just talking about the offense who was missing Ramchek and Armstead and Kamara and Ingram and, and a bunch of players. And he's like, I mean, he was as blunt and straightforward as he didn't want to blame the injuries, but he wasn't, he wasn't. He's like, look, I understand why you have to ask it, but we just, let's just move on. I get that it wasn't pleasing. Like, he knew this is all we have to work with. Now you're in a situation mm-hmm. where, okay, yeah, now it's Ian Book. You're going to have, I don't even know who's going to play right tackle. Armstead may not be able to play left tackle. And on top of that, you really haven't been able to practice. Like, I, you, it's one thing to have a virtual walkthrough. To practice against the team, Gus, that you only see every four years. So there's not that familiarity. Right. I mean, the last time they played the Dolphins, Brian Flores was a totally different team. So <laughs> practice, especially for a rookie making his first start ever in game planning in person, like you can't tell me that doesn't make a world of difference. I, I and then and then look, let's just look at the defense, right? Coming off of the incredible shutout of the Bucks. Well, now you're not going to have Demario Davis, and you're not going to have Quan Alexander, and you're not going to have Malcolm Jenkins. And oh, you may not have Davenport because he ended up on the injury report this week. Because of course he did. 
Like, it, 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 good luck. And then, okay, well, what's one area of the team the Saints, what's one area of the team the Saints might be able to win at? Oh, special teams. Oh, well, guess what? You don't have Deontay Harris because, you know, he's a, he's been an all-pro at returner. You don't have JT Gray, a pro bowler, the best special teamer specialist, right, in the NFC, arguably the league. Oh, and you don't have your special teams coach because he's out with COVID. Like, I, I, again, I am flabbergasted that this line is currently at minus three, and I don't really bet... And I, I don't think I would have it in my heart to actually place an actual bet against the Saints. But objectively speaking, there's no way I cannot look at that line and say, what are they seeing that I'm not? Now, you're saying it's Sean Payton. And maybe if, he's, if he means that much, I get that the lines move six points, which is a lot for an NFL game since it came out. The Saints were minus three. Now Miami's minus three. But these, these circumstances, I mean, are these unprecedented, Gus? Have we ever seen a game where a team was missing... It's one thing to have 20-plus players on IR, which teams have had before, but to have 21 players on the COVID-19 list, I would say 17 or maybe 18 of which would actually play if they weren't, on top of the injuries they've had, I don't know that we've ever seen a game like we're going to see tonight in terms of, and oh, and by the way, they didn't get to practice all week, and they're playing a rookie quarterback who they didn't want to play, but now they've kind of just been forced to because what else are they going to do? I, I can't remember any situation no. like the one that's going to unfold tonight. No, I mean, ESPN's countdown and Sports Center and NFL Live throughout the week's going to be you know, or throughout the day, he's covering this game like, you know, the disaster they're waiting to happen. I mean, <laughs> just to your point, I mean, it, 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 you're you're asking a lot. And I think it is interesting you, you continue to harp on not practicing. Um, it, it's, it's completely different if you have guys that have experience, have rest. Right. You know, a lot of times you've seen around this time of the season, you know, veteran rest days or guys that – don't need to practice and you, you know, they, they're long, long in the tooth enough or have enough reps to that they can look at it virtually and be ready to go. But it still sort of affects them to an extent, right? I mean, you go back a couple of seasons ago, more than that, but it was the year that remember they didn't play Drew Brees at all in the preseason. He started out terrible. And he was like, yeah, probably should have played in the preseason. And that's Drew Brees. So, Look, man, it's it's tough because you're asking guys, to your point, that have not done it together, if at all, and go game speed. You know, I mean, it, it it's completely different than all right. Here we go. Uh, here's your play, Scott. You're gonna look for Gus on this side, whatever. You know, where tonight it's 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 gonna be getting the huddle. Ian's gonna get on a knee going to spit it out either know the play or you don't and then, and then you, you probably had about 10 seconds on the on a play clock and you got to go so it's like you said I, I think i'm interested to see how sean handles it what kind of play calling he's going to do and you know we've seen the saints scott win a game now i hear you different personnel they won a game though in tampa literally with only having, as Jeff Duncan tweeted last week, three plays go longer than nine yards gaining. You know, so... But Davis but and Alexander and you know, Jenkins... I, 100%. You had a dominating performance by a defense. So you have to have one or the other to, to complement that. So you're going to have an offense that's limited. You're going to have a defense, and, and I mean, it understands that. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm firing my defensive coordinator, man. If, if I'm not doing anything but press coverage 
on the wideouts, sending blitzes, left, right, middle, every play is the blitz. I'm making this kid think that 15 people are coming, you know, the entire game. So how do you do that? Do you roll them out the pocket? Do you do misdirection? Do you use that aggressiveness? Start left, go right, you know, fake a toss one way or another. I mean, do you do wildcats with, you know, with Kamara? Like, you have to do certain things to kind of throw them off of their attack mode, right, per se. And on defense, man, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess so I'm trying to look at a silver lining on things is that that linebacking position was a position at the beginning of the season we were excited about in terms of depth, right? So if there's going to be a position group um, that gets hit, okay. But, you know, look, that, that's also been a group where from Ellis to Werner to everyone else that's been in there from Bond, they've all been nicked up and injured this year. So I don't know how healthy that position group sort of is. And now I can tell you one thing in the NFL, if you, you don't have healthy athletic playmaking linebackers, you're right. going to get smoked. Especially against and, the Dolphins team and the kind of offense yeah. that they run. It's like... It's... That's exactly <laughs> what they're going to do. It's exactly right. That's exactly right. Tua is going to be... I mean, and, and that's where all of his passes are. I saw, you know, some stats on that his last game and its completion percentage and everything. And Scott, it is literally, don't mess up. Here's your throws. Keep it between the hash marks. Occasionally we'll see one or two outside the numbers. Like, literally, that, that's what they're going to do. So, look, man, uh, I, I guess you just hope that whoever does play steps up, makes the play, and, you know, maybe the crowd makes a difference. I don't know. I, I'm i with you. I I don't know how they win it, but I didn't I didn't think they could win it last week. But that they did have different, different players yeah, playing. I, 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 I wasn't sh- I didn't think they were going to win last week, but I wasn't shocked. Right. I wasn't surprised. In fact, I was, you know, right. I was like, look, this is way too big of a spread. At the very least, the Saints will cover the mm-hmm. spread. And Absolutely. then they won straight we up. That, yeah. But yeah. this I, I, I this feels totally different to me. And I, I mean, it's it's worth noting that of all the of all the positions that seem to be unscathed, this wide receiver, with the exception of Deontay Harris, who wouldn't have been able to play anyway because he suspended None of the receivers got it because, after all, they can't catch anything. Like, they're all good to go tonight. They've got all this depth at receiver. It's like, what's the position where they really haven't been good this year? All those guys can play except the one guy who can't, but he couldn't have played anyway. There's there's just some there's some irony there, I guess. Maybe You know what? It's not ironic. It's kind yeah. of exactly what you would expect with this season. So, right. you know, I, I just think at this point – you just you, you take your lumps tonight and you hope that you win the last two and the way things shake out. I mean, you needed some things to happen yesterday if you were the Saints. Some of them happened. Or or even this week, right? Tennessee beat San Francisco back on Thursday. The Rams beat Minnesota last night. The Eagles won, but but the Eagles were going to beat the Giants. You know, that that was that was basically a gimme anyway. So you know, you don't you're not going to be able to control your own destiny after you lose tonight, but you still got a shot, and at this point, I guess my thing is: Are they going to have a, how many of these guys are still going to be out next week? Because some of these guys tested late in the week, like Quan mm-hmm. and and Deontay Harris, and some of these other guys. I don't know how many players are going to be available to play, and if they are available to play next week, probably won't have been available to practice. You might not know till the game kicks off. Mm-hmm. Like there's, mm-hmm. and let's just let's just add one other thing, guys. Like, does do you does anyone believe that this is it? Like the way that there might be more guys out before kickoff tonight, right? Dude, I, I, you know, you and I talked before I went on the air. I, 
I don't know who in the city hasn't come in contact with it or touched it. You know what I mean? Um, myself included, you know, with my family. I, it's just, I'm telling you, it, it is, it's run rampant. And I, and I guess if there's a positive aspect to it, you know, it's, I'm cutting, you know, Sean and listening to him on Friday and he doesn't sound, you know, he sounds better. He said he did have the symptoms for a day or two of fear, but I mean, you could hear him and stuff like that. And, you know, hopefully you can get better and, and you can test back negative. It's not as severe, I guess, as the earlier ones and stuff. So, but to your point, man, I mean, you, you literally have, um, not just this game as you're worried about, as you're mentioning, it's Monday. These guys uh, have to get ready to, you know, play Sunday. Now, I guess the good thing about it, Scott, is you're at home on Sunday. So, you know, you're not, quote unquote, missing a day to travel. You're not, you know, worried about going on the road and all that other aspect of it. And and, and then maybe decisions, like you're saying, have to be made sooner than you normally would. But being based on the fact that you're here at home, you can maybe hold out a little longer or, you know, to your point, you know, if it is a game day decision or how you're feeling Saturday night, you go up to it. But yeah, how do you plan like that? You know, I mean, how do you plan? So I don't know, man. Uh, it, it stinks because they, they, they get that win in Tampa and it puts you in an opportunity. Hey, you're still alive and you never know. And you know what? I mean, I guarantee you, man, there's, there's a bunch of Saints fans that are sitting here saying, <laughs> give us the bucks again, you know, whatever. So, I don't know, dude. I, I think it's, it's, it just it stinks, but I guess it still sort of makes it yeah. relevant. Yeah, but yeah. I, it would have been nice if they hadn't have blown those those games earlier in the season, but – the margin uh, for error. I mean, you, you, it, it might be Giants gone. Giants and Falcons game. We talked Giants about and it. Falcons, we talked about those two and games. then to an extent, yeah. the Titans game. Though Tennessee did a good bit in that game. The Saints just had some terrible mistakes. Right. Couldn't hit an extra point. Right. But yeah, there's a number of them. If you just flip one of those, it could feel a little different. But tonight, you know, and and I'll I'll, I'll say this, Gus, and then I have a quick Pell's question for you, and I'll let you go. I get it from Saints fans of, oh, the leagues, they're not going to help the Saints out. Why would they? And it's just because it's the Saints. And yeah. And I, and look, there is no definition when it comes to moving games. Like they're, they're, the NFL is going to do it when they want. I mean, it's, it's, but it goes back to this. I, I personally, I don't think it's a Saints thing tonight. I think it's, it's not a, oh, haha, we're going to watch the Saints, you know, burn, haha, this is, but no, it is, a money thing. That's what it is. They, it's, it's because it's Monday night football. They don't want to move it when they don't have something else to put in its spot. It is this. That's why this game is being played tonight. And the reality is of all of the players that have it right now, especially a lot that came down with it later in the week, I don't think that moving the game to Tuesday or when, I don't think it's going to significantly increase the Saints odds of winning it, but what it would do is decrease their odds of maybe winning the next one. So I know a lot of Saints fans are going to say, oh, it's the NFL, they're out to get us. I actually think by just keeping it where it is, I, I think it's going to help, the, not tonight, not tonight, I think it's actually going to help the Saints if you look at the entire picture of what's left this season than if they were to move it back a day or two. Gus Catgill, yeah, no, our I Saints agree. and Pelicans uh, correspondent. I, I, yeah. 
it's no. I, I think you're you're, you're a good point because I, I mean that is a prevalent uh, thing that that happens all the time uh, here on your show, my show, anyone's show, and that is uh, the NFL hates the Saints. <laughs> they sure. have to get them. Can I can I can I, tell, can I ask you this though? Like, what if this yeah. is and this is the last thing I ask you about the Saints? How what is the like? I'm curious. The NFL doesn't have a number, but what if there are just another another? It's just another abundance. Like at some point, I get the NFL and its money, and that's why they're just going to plow through this thing. But like, what if ten more Saints test positive before tonight's game? Like ten. Like, in the Saints literally have, like, 37 players available, or depending on who's injured, 35. Like, are they – there's got to be some kind of number where they're finally like, you know what? Or, or, or dare I say, where Sean Payton's like, we can't even do this. Like, what are we – I mean, are we going to have to forfeit it? Like, the NFL has their fingers crossed right now that, all right, no more testing today. Just plow through this thing because we have to get this game played. There has to be a number where no matter what, it just gets to a point where they're like, like, right? Like, is there a number or is the NFL just at this point, no matter what, they're playing the game tonight? If the Saints have to play guys both ways, they're just going to do it. No, I, I think to your point, there has to be something. I mean, at the very least, it has to be, like you're saying, you know, um, a, a health, you know, a safety thing to, to the point where you can't legit, well, Here's the thing. You're already at 48, right? I mean, by the last count, you could dress 48, and, and that's what you have. And a couple so, guys are on are still yeah. questionable. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Point. So to your point, you are looking and hoping that you have guys that, A, don't get injured, like you're saying, um, and then, B, can, can somehow, you know, Man, they're gonna have to play multiple positions. I mean, you, you you're going to be doing things that you know those guys haven't done before, and then you're just gonna have to hope. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. I, I don't know what else to you know to to look at it from that perspective, man. It's it's crazy. I I I don't like I said. Um, I don't think it's the same thing. I think it's to your point, but. You know, we're just sitting there and saying, hey, you know, how much fun can this legitimately be when you, you know, may not have the numbers, may not have the players, how competitive will it be? Well, you know, again, in the NFL's eyes, uh, that that is viewing, right? I mean, some people do like to watch tragedies and disasters and, you know, do things work or not. Uh, so I guess maybe that's part of it. And then the other part of it, as you say, you know, what's crazy, though, is this game has implications for the Dolphins and the Saints. So, you know, um, you, you go with the whole, well, you know, some teams benefit from it, some some, some don't, you know. And, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things where we're looking at it when you talk about the Pelicans or other teams, you know, sometimes – so some teams are just going to get lucky and catch teams at the right place at the right time. And, you know, if you're Miami, you absolutely want this game to be played, right? I mean, you're, you're sitting there going, hey, you know, keeps us alive. We started one and seven. So everyone in South Florida over there, they're looking at this game completely different. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes tonight. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man, what, what would be. I, I thought the games that they moved – the the count was in the twenties. The Saints are in there, but I think you bring up a good point. It, it's a Monday. Would it even matter because you had so many players that pushed you to twenty one? 
test positive late. I think, Scott, if this would have been Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're hitting that number maybe. But, you know, look, last last week those games that got pushed back, they, they were Friday decisions that, you know, affected games on Saturday. So it was the day before. So in theory, they could have, right, they could have bumped the game yesterday an extra day or two. But, again, if you can't come back for seven to ten days, it wouldn't have made a difference. So I think that's probably why they decided to go ahead and play. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Gus Cattengill, our guest, Saints and Pelicans correspondent. I hope you had a great Christmas, my friend. Lastly, the uh, the Pelicans, they won four in a row, playing good, exciting basketball, fun to watch. It just seems like post-Christmas, man. I mean, Christmas was only two days ago. It's like, man, these the teams in New Orleans just keep getting bad news. You lose at OKC last night, not a good team, but the bigger story was that Brandon Ingram checks himself out of the game with, you know, his Achilles was bothering him. That's late in the first quarter, and... You know, Gus, it's just like why you know, for the Pelicans and, and the Pelicans fans, you know, why can't why can't the Pelicans have nice things? I, I I hate to be so pessimistic and hopefully he's okay, but geez, man, it's it seems like anytime this franchise gets some positive momentum rolling, they just get they just get punched in the gut. I don't even know how to respond to that. I mean like I, I watched it, you know, unfold and I, I honestly just threw my hands up. I'm like, what? And I'm, I'm watching it on social media, you know, go to that next level too. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Oh, come on. Are you serious? I mean, I, cause we all know how Achilles soreness goes. I mean, you know, at best you're, you're looking at what was it? What, what AD went through last year a, yeah. a lot, right? Where you're looking at an extended period of rest to try to get that. And that's what you're hoping and the worst case scenario would be that there's stress on it and he plays and he blows it. And now you're looking at an even longer issue. So, man, I, I, it's, it's disappointing because you see that team starting to play better. You, you, you know, again, we're kind of like, hey, starting to get accustomed or acclimated or kind of accept it or try to find a way to say, yeah, you know what? We're not going to see Zion to the all-star break. It's Brandon's team. It's the conversation you and I had, Scott, last last week. You know, I'm okay with it. Let's see what this team can sort of do and, and, and do that. And you started seeing them play better. They, they were winning games in the clutch, Scott. I mean, and that's something that they hadn't done. You, you were seeing some growth. You were starting to see a rotation. You were starting to see just a, a team that started to find its identity. Um, but – it had to be, and it was based off of the play of Brandon Ingram. He had become a playmaker. He was playing exceptional basketball, man. And if you don't have him, I you want to talk about no chance. I mean, <laughs> at least the Saints still have some some players. And, and again, this is a you know a, 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 you know virus in the cold, but. Man, if Brandon Ingram doesn't play for an extended period of time, I, I just think, you know, it's probably my initial reaction probably wasn't much different than a lot of fans when that happened. At that point, you shut it down. I mean, don't, don't even bother with the, with, the, with the statement for February. Uh, Zion's not playing this year. 
<laughs> Brandon, we'll see you next year. I mean, like, I'm talking about if he blows his Achilles. You know, it's like, there's no If he's out for the whole season, and, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, and that, that's a shame, dude. It just... Like, I, like think, saying, I think I think I think the whole argument of like do you so do you play I mean to say blow it it's not like the guys are going to go out there and not try to win I mean they're going to they're going to no, fight and whatnot exactly. to your point you're like if that happens you don't go out and try to make a a, a trade like a win now trade right you approach the season no. differently I think every you know people ask me well how come you say that Saints fans no. that, that 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 want them to lose are lame and you know if if the Pelicans you know pack it in it's different I'm like first of all. Saints fans that didn't enjoy the, the the game last week against the Bucks, I don't know how you could call yourself a fan. I mean, let's just. But I also think the the, the discussion isn't like it's not a one size fits all. Like the bear the the Bears the Bears won yesterday by a point in I guess one of the few games that was competitive on the field in terms of final score. But I don't know that anyone was watching. But like technically, the Chicago Bears have not been eliminated from the playoffs yet. But no one, we, they're not making the playoffs. You know, the playoffs, I mean, cue Jim Mora here. It's not, it's not going to happen. And maybe, I guess, I guess technically based on some other, going into yesterday's game, they weren't technically eliminated yet, but now they are. But like, if you're a Bears fan, you're looking at that game differently going into it than if you're, a, you know, a Saints fan or a Dolphins fan tonight, right? Or, mm-hmm. or a Vegas fan yesterday or Chargers or, or Br- any team that was still in it and actually had a realistic chance rather than a mathematic chance. Right. And a team in Chicago that doesn't want their head coach to come back, right? They kind of want to move on. So it's the idea of win or, or, as you said, pack it in, which isn't trying to lose. It's just a different approach to how you close out a season. It's not a one-size-fits-all deal. You know, it's not. And in the case of the Saints, I'll never – I just – I still – I mean, yeah, I don't, they're not going to win a night, but I still won't get – there'll be some fans that are like, good, better draft pick. No, not me. I mean, I, <laughs> to get into the postseason, man, it's fun. Yeah, okay, maybe they don't, win, they, they don't have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. But, like, if your whole motto mm-hmm. of a fan is – only win the Super Bowl or it's a disaster. That can't be your approach every season. Like that was the Saints' approach, and I think the fan base's approach. The, the you know the lot the previous three seasons, and I understand why. But you know it was it was they had all the success on the field, and it wasn't as fun because it was a Super Bowl or bust type thing. It's not a one size fits all thing. You have to address each team. Each fan base needs to look at the current situation. And go from there. And I think currently, if you're a Saints fan, if you could get into the postseason at nine and eight and possibly ruin, you know, Tampa Bay season or someone else, yeah, you're not going to win the Super Bowl. But if you don't think that's worth rooting for as a fan, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I, I, I'll just, I'll never understand it, guys. That's just me. Yeah, no, I um, 100% agree with you. I mean, the, the last thing you want is to not be relevant, and and more importantly not be competitive and not be, you know, like, like you said, I mean, must watch TV and, and you want to be in there. And we talked about it last week. I mean, you can't have a locker room, a culture, an environment that you're proud of and that takes long to develop. And then all of a sudden say, well, let's not act that way. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I absolutely would rather this team, you know, be in, in, you know, involved and, and, and try to go out there and play and win, you know? So, 
Because look, I mean, look, look, look at uh, when it comes to just the the you know the Pelicans. You know, to to your point, um, if they were not uh, relevant or, or playing well, or you know, I mean, they they won you know three in a row here, four in a row, and you're sitting here all excited, and and it's literally be you know. Not not a team that's going to compete for the West, but it, it you could you, get it, in. The, you it, could possibly get into the postseason with a nice run, especially if Brandon stays healthy. And so you you look at it realistically and say, go for it. You know, you just just to get in exactly. would be great for a coach and Willie Green in his first year at a team and a culture and this and that and the other. But when you just don't have the able bodies to do it, you have to look at your situation and let's just be realistic about it. You know what I mean? Um, Anyway, I'm I'm blathering now. I got to let you go, man. Uh, I would tell you to enjoy the game tonight. I just don't think you enjoy that kind of football, but I know you'll be watching. Um, you know, maybe it's not Lloyd Christmas. Maybe it's not one in a million, but it'll take a Christmas miracle, in my opinion, for the Saints to win tonight. Uh, we'll be watching the Doe Web pregame beginning at 5 o'clock on our airwaves. Merry Christmas, man. Uh, the next time I talk to you, I will be in a, a new age bracket. It'll be a week from Friday, oh and uh, the Saints will be heading into their final regular season game and hopefully still have a chance to to, to, to sneak into the postseason. Okay. But happy new year, man, and uh, all the best to you and the fam. And love seeing those pictures of, uh, of Carver having fun on Christmas. And I'll talk to you again in, what, about uh, 12 days here, 10 days, something like that. My, my math isn't great. Well, happy birthday to you and happy new year, man. It was a pleasure and um, looking forward to uh, another another year. Hard to believe that I, I felt like this holiday season went, flew by. I feel like it was September. We started games. I put up my Halloween decorations. Next thing you know, <laughs> it's, you know, we got the college football that if they play the college football semifinals this weekend. So let's, let's see what How about that? Right. Oh, we might forfeit the college football yeah. playoffs. Like, yeah. what? Really? I'm yeah. sure ESPN yeah. will be thrilled yeah. that they spend all of that yeah. money. Yeah, I don't. Uh, come on, man. You, you know, you do. Uh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if that's the case, just wait a week. You know, I mean, I, I ain't going nowhere. I mean, I'm not going to work. I ain't going nowhere. I mean, I'm not going to work. So it's one thing to cancel the pinstripe bowl. It's another thing to not have a college, you know, it's a national championship. But it, it's yeah. hitting, man. I'd say this. I'm sure the Cajuns are glad they, they got their bowl game already. I, at this point, I mean, LSU's got the last bowl game you know, with the exception of the college football national championship game, the way this thing's heading, man, I, man. I don't know if they'll make it there, honestly. Yeah, you you want to talk also about uh, a game who's quarterbacking that? Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Good lord. Yeah, All right, man, one, I'm going to let you run, dude. I appreciate the time as always, and uh, happy New Year. We'll talk to you in 2022. Sounds good, man. Take care, buddy. You got it. As my boy Gus Cattengill, don't go anywhere. The Great Scott Show continues after this. You'll hear from Ian Book. Good luck tonight, Ian. Don't go anywhere. It's the Great Scott Show. Open phone lines as well. Coming your way next. ESPN Lafayette. Now at 103.3 on the FM. 1420 on the AM. Streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. If you're listening via the stream, it's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Wilson or Champagne's Going. The extra mile. Don't go anywhere. New York breeze. Every thought in the mind is a planted seed. So watch the mind of the thoughts will stack before you know it. ESPN Lafayette. 
ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champions. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. On ESPN 1420 and ESPN1420.com. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. How's everybody doing today? Everybody good? Hope you're safe. Hope you're well. Sorry if I'm being a downer for you this morning. With the uh, maybe much needed reality check you all need. Let's go ahead and... It's only 21 players right now on the COVID-19 reserve list for the Saints. How many more might be added to that? And yeah, the Omicron variant, it's not what some of the past variants have been. Look, I'm not the CDC. I'm not local authorities. I'm 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 just telling you what the NFL is going to do, and that is when players test positive for it, they're going to have the rules in place. And yeah, they, they, they let up on the rules a little bit, but as long as they still have to test once a week, then... It's one thing to have a game play tonight that is going to be really bad. But the NFL is hoping that they don't have to have... Can you imagine if it's a playoff game? Like, what if the... Well, the Cowboys probably been through it already, so they'll be able to stay healthy. What if the Bucks? What if oh, Tom Brady... What if the Bucks are missing, like, Brady and, like, 20 players for a playoff game? What's the NFL going to do then? What happens to the Patriots? Heck, the Bengals haven't been hit hard yet. Joe Burrow made a joke last week. Well, there's really not much to do in Cincinnati, right? What do the Bengals, you know, get into the postseason? It's a great story. They might win the division. Might win the division. And then they get into the playoffs and kerplunk. Eight after the hour. 269-1077. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hello. Good morning. Hey, Kyle. How was your Christmas? Uh, it was okay. I mean, it was, you know, non-eventful. Okay. So, I mean, anyway, uh, man, I got to tell you, you got me fired up about the game tonight. How's that? I'm excited. Oh, stop it. <laughs> uh-huh. What? Why? <laughs> I'm wanting to see if they get it. Okay, it's, it was like a joke I heard when I was a kid. God was, you know, he, it, it was on a test. A guy uh, and on the test, it was, uh, the question was asked, you see a train coming on the track going this way, going 70 miles an hour, and then you see a train coming the other way, going 90 miles an hour on the same track. What do you do? And the guy says, man, I'm going to holler for my cousin Bill. He said, you going to holler for your cousin Bill? He said, well, 
why you gonna holler for your cousin Bill? He said, because as much stories as Bill tells, he ain't never seen a train wreck that bad. So it's you know it is what it is. What what do you you know you just you yeah, have to watch I, I it get, I, Yeah, I don't I don't look at this as I I just think it's gonna be just bad football. I mean, I remember the game on Thanksgiving. How I don't know. There was nothing enjoyable about watching it. I feel like that's what's going to happen tonight. It's just at some point it might be funny for like half a quarter, and then it's going to be like, oh my god. Could it possibly be any worse than last week? Oh no, no. Last week was awesome. No, don't go there. That was awesome. Oh wait, 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 wait up, wait up. It was awesome because of the result. Okay, but the fact is. That last week was about as miserable nah. as you could possibly get in an NFL football game, which is okay. I mean, it's December. Football is supposed to be miserable in December. That's what that that's what the attrition factor is supposed to do to you. But you know, I mean, it, it's I don't I don't think it's going to be any really any worse this week, at least off from an offensive point of view than it was last week yeah i, I think I mean, miami's yeah. gonna put up i think there will be more points scored tonight by miami than there was a total in that game last week yeah maybe i, 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 I mean, got people might... emailing me too t- claiming i'm being a negative nelly i don't even think i'm being negative and i know you accuse me of being negative i'm just being real guys they're missing half you're, of their roster doing... and they haven't practiced in person this week like what usually you God. yeah usually you are a negative nelly yeah. But I don't, I don't think anybody could be that negative. Uh, could be too negative today. Is Sean Payton actually coaching today? I mean, what's his situation? He's, 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 yes, he, he will. He will be there tonight. Knock on wood. So he, so he didn't get to coach all week. No, like I mean, coach virtually. He coached virtually. It's not like they've been like okay, hanging I'm, out in person and like being like, oh, let's let's yeah. run this game plan with right. all the. To not have practice right. when you're going to play a rookie quarterback that they could say whatever the hell they want. They they don't have the confidence in them they claim to be, and all the evidence proves it. And a bunch of other guys, especially at, at spots on the old line that have no in-game experience and, and other backups on defense, but they're going to have to play all these guys to have a week of practice, or at the very least walkthroughs, against an opponent that you're not familiar with, I think is just crucial. And to not have that... It, you know, meanwhile, Miami, you know, I think they got two players on COVID. One, a guy who's on IR and another who is a backup that, you know, barely plays. Like, they're, it's been, it's been, it's been business as usual for them, and they've won six in a row. It has been anything but business as usual for the Saints. Well, my question is, is you know, you like have a practice team that practices against the yes, other yeah, team, yeah. you would think, during the week, right? And that's what this quarterback runs. Well, he has all of his practice squad receivers in there. So hopefully all the balls that they've been dropping for every other quarterback, maybe they'll catch for him. Yeah. Maybe there's some good news. Surprisingly, of every every spot on the Saints roster that got hit with COVID, the wide receiver room was untouched, with the exception of Deontay Harris, who wasn't even with the team because he's suspended. So – the receiver room, you know, where they touched? where they where they can't catch anything, uh, they can't even catch COVID when the rest of the team seems to be getting it. <laughs> it's so bad they can't even catch COVID. That's a good one. I gotta let you go on that All one right, later. Kyle. I'm not. I'm not even trying to be f- funny or negative. 
Guys. Guys. Ian Book. Someone, someone at right tackle who hasn't played. No practice. Oh, well, defense. Last week they shut him out. Well, they don't have Demario Davis or Quan Alexander or Malcolm Jenkins this week. Hey, well, at least you got special teams. Well, your special teams coach is out with COVID. And you don't have JT Gray, the, you know, maybe the best specialist in the league. He's a pro bowler. And you don't have Deontay Harris back there on returns. I mean, I, maybe it isn't Lloyd Christmas one in a million. But, it, but maybe it's not that much. Okay, maybe it's not one in a million. But it's going to take some kind of Christmas miracle tonight. It is. 269-1077-337-269-1077. Now, look, the Saints are going to lose tonight. They're still in the playoff hunt. They'll need some help, but they're still in the mix. You don't want this game moved at this point. You just hope you have enough players back next week against Carolina to get a win, and then maybe in week 18, you face the Falcons for a shot to get in. You probably need some help, but you'll have a shot. But expecting, I I still can't believe this line. I must be missing something. And maybe it'll change by this evening. But the last time I looked at the betting line, it was Miami minus three. And I, I, what? Let's head back to the phone lines. ESPN Lafayette, good morning. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Hey, Scott. Glorious morning. Happy holidays. How are you, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great. You know, I finally won... In fantasy, finally won the big game. So oh, you I'm won the whole ball. thing. Well, congratulations. Yes, yes, and one of them. I have a chance at another one. You know, I need the Saints to come through, you know, <laughs> yeah, so sure. so I finally won the big dance. So I'm good on that one. Now, I want to let you know, you got foot syndromes. You got foot syndromes. No. You have no hope. You, you have glass, everything. Saints going to pull this game off. This, this, is, this, isn't about, this isn't about a glass. This isn't no. This isn't an optimistic, pessimistic type of thing. I, I, I look. How can you call me negative? I still, I said the Saints still have a good shot at the playoffs. That has yeah, nothing yeah, to do. This is. To, y'all don't believe in Ian Book. Half the, the book of team, even first of all, in defensive Ian Book. I, they're they're putting him out there for the slaughter tonight, and everyone's going to act like he's terrible when he is going out there behind. Uh, a shoddy old line that's that's got seven current players that are that are on the roster available. One of which, their best one, Teron Armstead, might not be able to play. They might have mm-hmm. six old linemen, and <laughs> with what they have at receiver, and Ian Book's going to have to go out there, and everyone's going to. I think everyone's going to make way too big of a judgment on him when he struggles tonight, and that's not fair to mm-hmm. him. That's not fair to him. Okay, but you can't act like the Saints have a lot of faith in him. I mean, why would they? Why would they not I, I, even I dress him when Trevor Simeon was the only healthy quarterback on the roster, and Taysom Hill was beat up and not even taking a snap, and he was the emergency okay. quarterback? Why would they call but, 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 Drew Brees and Philip Rivers if they just for uh, one no, game? I, 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 and I think that's total disrespect. You drafted him. We know Sean Payne ain't good at drafting quarterbacks, but you you drafted the guy. Me personally, I think you grooming the guy. I think with no film on him, you know this game at least. I think we're going to see what he's about. <sighs> I believe in the man. I'll be the first. If he played bad, no matter what, if the team being depleted or with all injuries, corona, whatever, if I want to see his performance, him. I want to watch him, his footwork, everything. So if he shows me that, that he can be at least decent, and 
He might be our future. He might be a, 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 a um, what's his name, Justin Abel or something. You know what I mean? It might work in our favor better that we don't even know. It might be a, not, I think gonna be a Tom Brady. He I might mean, be the diamond in the rough. You can't but blame Sean Payton yeah. because they. I've been saying it since 2011 that we needed to start preparing for the future into a quarterback and develop like the like the um, Packers did with Brett Favre going to um, Aaron Rodgers, preparing at an early, and they're doing that again, as well as when Bill Belichick was trying to get ready for Galapagos, the future. The Saints bid, bid the, the house, the ranch, every year just to win, but was not preparing for the future with a quarterback to replace him and develop him. And look what the situation went. When the last time, look at the Buffalo and Miami, with their quarterback, Marino and Kelly. You know, when, you know what I mean? Look what they went through. Yeah, it's so really think, it's look, really hard to get a top tier quarterback, but you know the last time the Saints saying, got one, they did it in free agency. Maybe they do it via trade. They, they didn't prepare I, for the future. It, it's it's, they didn't it's prepare, for the future. prepare for the future when you're trying to win a Super Bowl. You you got to put all your chips in to try to win it. It just didn't work. I get it, but at least at least have, at least look for the future. Start developing at a certain time. You have to start developing a quarterback I mean, this, this, for the future this, to keep it going and not let the um the, the Titanic um. They're sit. also on like their you know their fourth quarterback this season tonight. I mean, <laughs> I understand it. Have faith in this team no. and this game and eat in the book of Eon. We gonna win tonight. Have, Eon book is gonna get us a victory. Uh, you can't be no worse than what we had. All it, it's 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 about reality. They're missing half their team and they haven't See, practiced you got, this. You got, you got foot syndrome. No, no. Syndrome. I, this is this is reality. They they're missing uh, half of their they are missing half of their team. They're playing a fourth string quarterback and they didn't practice this week. Sean Payton is a genius. Yeah, you He's just said he can't draft out. a quarterback. How can it be a genius? So he How can't can draft you say a quarterback. That? <laughs> I'm just saying. He's still a genius. He, Man, a hey, listen. Whisperer. Listen, I love, I love the optimism. I love it. I just, I am realistic here. I am realistic. Believe in, in, in Coach Sean. That's all I'm saying. Believe. I think in Sean Payton's one of the best did. coaches in the NFL. I don't I don't think there's any coach that could have lead the Saints to a win tonight. You got foot syndromes. Have a blessed with my brother. Keep the faith alive. I, I'm not being negative, guys. I still think the Saints have a great shot at the postseason. I'm just being real here. Just being real. You'll hear from me and Book coming up in eight minutes. Let's take one more phone call before the break. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Good morning, Scotty. How you doing today, buddy? I'm 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 okay. Just being real. Just being real. Keep, when keeping it real goes wrong. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I, I guess I don't know what I'm saying that's so wrong. I, I have to look I at think this. You're absolutely. Uh, I think you're right. It's just funny listening to um, atypical Saints fans that think they can win every game. But I'll tell you, the biggest loss of all is Demario Davis, and because you you can say well. They probably didn't have much of a chance, but with a decent defense, you have a little bit of a chance. Yeah. If they had all their without starters on defense on the, after last week, you could talk yourself into it. You could be like, hey, you know, you got a shot. You're right. No Davis and no Quan Alexander. Go watch a Miami yeah. game this year. Look at what they like to do. Look at what they do with the tight end. Look at the kind of offense they run with Tua. This is a matchup where Davis and Alexander and Jenkins, you're talking about big impact. So, yes, I think – you know what? I think you're actually right. I think the biggest loss of of every player on the COVID-19 reserve yep. list for the Saints, Demario Davis is the biggest one. And at this point, they just need to hope that he's back in time for next week. 
Yeah, and like and like I think I think the message you're sending is right. I mean, you're not going to win the game tonight, but you can your position in the playoffs probably is not going to matter based on a win or a loss tonight. Well, you know, you could control. Well, no, you could. I think you could control your destiny if you win tonight, and you're going to need more help. But no, you you can. But uh, if you're telling me that teams like Minnesota and Chicago are still mathematically Chicago isn't the big the big one is Philly. You 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 know your Cowboys need to be playing for something in week in week eighteen because if they're not and they're just resting. Then Philly might get in, but uh, but yeah, well, you need. And it also hurts you that Arizona is losing now because now Arizona is a wild card team. Well, I don't, I don't think. I guess I don't, I don't know that 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 matters one way. I mean, the the Rams and Arizona, it's it's about the seven seed for the Saints. That's really realistically because at some point the Cardinals will win a game, Uh, and even if they don't, they could still they're still likely going to get in. So it's really about that seven seed in the NFC. And I think it comes down to the Saints and the Eagles uh, and the Vikings. I think that's, you know, that's, that's the big one. And, 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 and the Eagles are playing Washington, who, you know, Dallas uh, just demoralized last night. Um, and, you know, the Niners are the other team you could throw in there. The fact that they lost to Tennessee and they've got the Texans, which I get Houston won yesterday. But the Niners will probably win that game. But then they have the Rams. So if you're the Saints, you just... At this point, you just have to hope to win a tie break at nine and eight because you're not going to win tonight. Let me ask you one more question. I know you uh, you got to roll, man. So when you you know when you're watching Ian Book tonight, you know it's going to be very watered down offense, a lot of running, a lot of short passes. When you watch him as a fan, are you watching his mechanics? Because you know the play calling is going to be super vanilla. And um, I think I'm just uh, watching his poise. I I, I, I appreciate it. I think I'm just watching his poise. Honestly, sure. Mechanics, but there's nothing is, is he completely rattled and completely just overwhelmed by the fact that in his first start on national TV, he has to play with a lot of spare parts and 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 he's going to be under pressure a ton on the O line, and he didn't have you know he wasn't able to practice in person all week, and it, it, that that's about it, right? Does the moment just feel overwhelming to him? And if it does, then that's a bad sign. But I, other than that, I'm not going to judge much of what he does tonight in in regards to what happens in the future. This is not like last week, guys. Yes, I, I thought the Bucks would beat the Saints, and I was wrong, and I was so glad that I was wrong. I also thought it was going to be a close game. It wasn't like I was shocked by the outcome last Sunday. Shocked that the Bucks didn't run a single play in the red zone. That was pretty cool. But this, it's, it's different, guys. Come on. You got to just start looking at, at week 17 and 18 and hoping you have enough enough left and hoping that you can finish at 9-8 and eight and hoping that San Francisco keeps losing and Philly loses some games and that you can get in on a crazy tie break. That's all you can hope for at this point because I don't think you're going to win tonight. What? I did see something funny on social media. I think it was Evan Sachs that uh, tweeted it out last week. 
I hope that when Taysom Hill comes back, Ian Book has a play in the offense where he throws it to him, and the title of the play is the Book of Mormon. At this point, you just got to try to find humor in something. I don't know how much we're going to be laughing tonight watching Monday Night Football. When we come back, you'll hear from Ian Book. He met with the media on Christmas Eve. Back when the Saints were only missing 12 players on the COVID-19 reserve list. Now they're missing 21. How many more by game time tonight? Ian Book's next. ZSP and Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. It's the Great Scott Show. Hey, this is Rich Eisen. You can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I might have to drink a few grass monkeys tonight. Get through this one. I, I have I can my my inbox continues to fill up, calling me negative. There's negativity. There's positivity. There's reality. I'm just a realist, guys. That's all. Just a realist. At least when I'm on this mic. Look. The the fan in me, when I sit down tonight, I'm going to be Lloyd Christmas. There's a shot. We got a chance. And I'm going to be rooting like crazy for the Saints to win. And there's the objective side of me, the reality, the realist in me that's going to just be praying for a Christmas miracle because that's what it's going to take. Ian Book, good luck tonight. He met with the media via Zoom on Christmas Eve to talk about making his first start. Ian, um, an understatement of the year to say this has been a wild week for you. Um, just like if take me through what this week looked like in, you know, just from Wednesday to today, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a wild week. There's no doubt. Um, you know, went to the first day of practice and you know, Trevor obviously didn't feel well, and he went in immediately um, and got tested. And, you know, after practice, heard that, boom, he was positive, so that's one. And then uh, I'm losing track of days, but was it yesterday? Maybe two days ago? Yeah, two days. Maybe was it yesterday? Taysom? Gosh, yeah. So it was yesterday. Uh, you know, was, Taysom actually called me. So um, he called me and said, hey, did you hear the news? I tested positive. So just boom, boom, two days in a row, and I can count. So I knew I was the last one. Okay, I guess, uh, Ian, can you just talk about where you are now is, you know, the last time we talked to you was probably in training camp, learning the offense and still getting up to speed and figuring things out. Just maybe the evolution from from then to now and how much more prepared you feel uh, about taking the reins and getting this opportunity. 
Yeah, I think last time we talked was getting ready for yeah training camp, getting ready for that Baltimore game. You know, I got to play the second half. Um, I feel a, lot, a ton better. That, that feels like it was so long ago. Um, taking a, Every time there was a rep, I got to take it mentally. So add up all those reps, I got to do it mentally. Um, you know, never got to do it with the ones, obviously, but every single time they were doing it and watching film, you just got to envision that it's you out there and hear those reads over and over until it's really ingrained in your mind. And I do feel a lot better. Uh, coaches have done a great job getting with me and getting me all set up. And um, it's just time to go out there and do it. Amy? This probably isn't how you envisioned your first start, um, but has it set in yet that, you know, obviously some things could change between now and then, but yeah. this could be happening for you? Every day, just taking it day by day. We're getting all, obviously getting closer to Monday night, but I'm not going to play with my mind and say, you know, maybe they come back in time. I'm, I'm starting at this point. I'm playing. I plan on playing, and we'll, we'll kind of go from there. Um, that's what I got to do this whole entire week to get ready. You can't just flip that switch on you know, Monday morning trying to get ready. It doesn't work like that, especially at the quarterback position. That's what I've learned, and that's what I've learned, you know, talking with all these other quarterbacks this year. You know, I talked to Trevor with it when he was playing. You know, you got to take it the whole week seriously because you never know. And, um, you know, I was the fourth quarterback on the list. You wouldn't expect things to happen like this. But with COVID, you never know. So just taking it and uh, trying to get a routine has been tough because you can't get into the building. But every day I'm just getting up early and I'm studying. You know, I'm, I'm learning as much as I can. Um, definitely like on pen and paper it was it felt really good just to get out here today to walk through it I needed these reps and I told the coaches I need these walkthrough reps and um, it, it was awesome I need to see it and picture it and uh, it's coming through it's going to be a good week and I'm excited it's an unbelievable opportunity is what it is walkthrough reps hope he's right good luck to him tonight Hear a little bit about uh, more about Ian from center Eric McCoy, who right now is available to play tonight, so that's a positive. He's good. Brock tweets me, says, hey, and he's funny guy, good guy. He's kind of chuckling. He's like, this is just the beginning of the Kurt Warner story. Ian Book just lead the Saints to the playoffs. Well, no. Kurt Warner's story was quite a bit different. I'm sorry, he said leading the Saints to the Super Bowl. Um, how did that even do at the box office? His movie came out on Christmas, didn't it? American Underdog. $6.2 million opening at the box office. I finished fifth. That's not a great opening, but I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know what is or isn't in terms of like movie openings with, with COVID. I know things have changed. Sing 2 had 24 mil opening week, and I want to see that. The Spider-Man movie has all kind of people going to it. Heck, the Matrix movie made twice as much as American Underdog this weekend, and you can watch it on HBO X, which I haven't done yet. King's Mid made some money. I guess, hey, people got to the box office on Christmas. Good for them. 37 after the hour. Take a timeout when we come back. Former Raging Cajun running back. Getting a job in the Sun Belt, possibly. Looks like the um, looks like the offer's coming. His job in the Sun Belt, not with you. Well, we'll explain to you what that is. Twenty-one Saints players, four coaches for the Saints 
on the COVID-19 reserve list. You've heard me talk about it quite a bit this morning. I will lay out, well, I will lay out, you, you'll actually hear all the names on the list when we come back as well after this. It's the Great Scott Show, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. Don't go anywhere. Monday Night Football tonight, Saints-Dolphins. We've talked about it uh, quite a bit this morning. Pre-game begins at 5. You can hear it on our airwaves. ESPN Lafayette, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM. Streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. If you're listening to us right now via the stream, that is brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Will Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. Ephraim Reed, former Rage Occasion running back. Guy walked on, earned a scholarship, played strong, solid player, been working his way through the coaching ranks, been up in Michigan State in the latest report from Pete Thamel of Yahoo as the Georgia Southern, who loves to run the triple option, will uh, be targeting Ephraim Reed to be their running back coach. Shout out to Ephraim. Guy's worked hard, working his way through the system. So the Saints, who are they going to be with that? Well, I mentioned Darren Rizzi, special teams coach. Darren Rizzi, excuse me. He's out. The 21 players on the Saints COVID-19 reserve list. You've got, most recently, Deontay Harris, who was suspended for tonight anyway. But being on the list this late... Puts into question their status for next week. Uh, Quan Alexander, Malcolm Roach, offensive tackle Gerald Hawkins, cornerback Avery Russell, defensive end Carl Granderson, linebacker Demario Davis, special teamer safety JT Gray, running back Dwayne Washington, right tackle Ryan Ramchek, tight end Adam Troutman, tight end Jawan Johnson, quarterback Taysom Hill, quarterback Trevor Simeon, guard James Carpenter, right tackle Jordan Mills, Defensive tackle Christian Ringo, defensive end Jalen Holmes, linebacker Caden Ellis, safety Jeff Heath, and strong safety Malcolm Jenkins. Will more be added to the list tonight? I don't know. The Saints, uh, looks like they're going to be able to dress as of now. 48 players for the game tonight. Three are listed as questionable, including Teron Armstead. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Eric McCoy. Got some thoughts on Ian Book. St. Starting Center. This is what he told the media earlier this week. Um, y'all didn't practice yesterday, but you did today. I guess, what was it like? And to be clear, when they say you practiced today, they really didn't. They had a socially distanced walkthrough one time last week. That does not... Um, in my opinion, constitute a practice. But there you have it. That's what they did on Friday. Just getting those reps with Ian. Oh, it was good. Um, you know, he's a talented young individual. Um, yeah, I'm excited for him. I think he has a great opportunity ahead of him. Oops. Uh, what have your impressions of him been since he got here? Oh, man. Uh, 
love the kid. Um, you know, I'm with him every day in QB Center Exchange. We have some conversations. We know he's a good athlete, um, a real smart kid. Um, like I said, I'm just really excited for the, op the opportunity that he has in front of him um, to go out and show the world what he has. Luke? Eric, what's it been like this uh, this year, just especially these last couple of weeks, just knowing how quickly everything can change and, you know, one day you got a whole offensive line out there and the next day they're on the COVID list? Like, how do you guys kind of approach that? Um, yeah, we just got to be ready to adjust on the fly. Um, I feel like I say this every time I'm on here, but, uh, you know, we're big on the next man up mentality. You know, we have guys in the room that can play. We have guys in the room that are veterans. We have guys in the room that have a ton of experience. And um, we know that they're just waiting for their opportunity. So I'm excited. JD. Hey, Eric. Um, fourth quarterback for you guys this season. It, I don't know how much it changes for you as an offensive lineman, but is that is that an odd feeling for you at all? in any sense um you know not really um the majority of the time when i say the majority of the time i mean 100 percent of the time i'm not really worried about who's back there you could throw a j mac back there you could throw an old lineman back there at the end of the day i have to go and execute my job um to the best of my ability to be for us to be successful i don't think j mac could do it just i think he could i got faith in him amy Hey, Eric, um, y'all didn't practice yesterday, but you did today, I guess. Um, the majority of the time, when I say the majority of the time, I mean 100% of the time, I'm not really worried about who's back there. You could throw a J-Mac back there. You could throw an old lineman back there. At the end of the day, I have to go and execute my job um, to the best of my ability to be for us to be successful. I don't think J-Mac could do it. Just I think he could. I got faith in him. Amy? How has it been this week? I know Yellow had adversity all season, but just not necessarily knowing who's going to be at practice, who's gone. One day you have, you know, a couple offensive linemen, and then poof, you know, Zach Street goes on the COVID list today, Mills yesterday, mm -hmm. Ramcheck today, that type of thing. Yeah, it's all about the adjustment. Um, like I said, we have a ton of guys in the room that can play that have been starters in other places for plenty of years and guys that are going to be ready for their, their chance to go. Um, we've got some ball players now. Um, and, yeah, I'm just excited for their opportunity. Rod Walker. Hey, Eric, you're a few years removed from your first start in the NFL, but what kind of advice would you give a guy like Ian who's getting to make his debut on a Monday night on the biggest stage of football? Yeah, play the next play. Um, I think my first start was Monday Night Football against the Texans. Um, it's, but I would just say play the next play. You know, you're going to mess up. You're going to have mistakes. Um, but you can let those hold you back. You got to keep going. Luke? Eric, how do you, um, like, like, how do you view uh, just this whole COVID thing going on right now? It seems like basically every player in the NFL has been on the list once, it seems like. Um, <coughs> Sorry. Hey, good timing of the cough. I just swallowed a, a mosquito. <laughs> Sorry, I swallowed a mosquito. <laughs> That's okay. We got to make sure that, it, that we make it, that we make sure it's a mosquito and not and not COVID for everybody. Okay. Um, <coughs> look, it, it seems. Like Can I just point out that on Christmas Eve, the guy swallowing a mosquito—it's just odd weather.
like, like there's so many players going on the COVID list and, and um, yeah, across the league. Like, like how, how are you viewing this with just knowing that you guys are around a bunch of people all the time? Um, you know, it, it's there's so many guys going on it lately. Do you just kind of say, like, I hope that I'm not the next guy? Like, it, you, you just uh, take I mean, extra precautions? I mean, how do, you, how do you do it? Yeah, I mean, I hope that I'm not the next guy. Um, I don't want anybody on the team to catch it. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I also realize that no one cares about our problems. Um, and I think DA said this the other day, 95% of the world doesn't care about our problems and 5% are happy that we have them. Um, so just kind of taking that mentality and rolling with it and realizing that the Miami Dolphins don't care how many players we have on the COVID list um, and that we have to go out and execute no matter who's on the field. I care, Eric. Poor guys being as optimistic as ever and then a mosquito flies into his mouth. Emails, Kirk emails, says, looks like Ian Book can run the ball a little big. So I suspect the Saints will run a lot of RPOs. Hopefully he does to Miami what Jalen Hurts did to the Saints. He says, in reality, Saints probably won't have enough to fill out the 48-man roster. And since there won't be eight offensive linemen, they won't be able to fill out the 47. He says, my enthusiasm is tempered by the reality that more than one-third of the roster will be call-ups from the practice squad. And even that number isn't higher because some of the cats on the practice squad are on the COVID-19 list. True, the Saints are signing a couple of players today pending COVID-19 tests. According to Jeff Duncan, Saints are signing Justin March Lillard and Ethan Westbrooks. No, you guys don't know who that is. Stop acting like you do. Justin March Lillard is a linebacker. Ethan Westbrooks is a defensive tackle. Marshall Lillard is a guy that's really, he's a special teamer, and the Saints need help there tonight with all the players they have out. Uh, he's played in the NFL this year, was on the Titans for the season opener, was on the Niners, um, and for like a game. He'll probably only be on the Saints for a game. Westbrooks is a guy that can play D-tackle DN and has done it in the NFL, but hasn't played in the NFL in three years. 21 players, four coaches out after testing positive various stages of the week. Virtual meetings Wednesday and Thursday. Socially distanced walkthrough Friday. And I guess, you know, someone asked me, is there a a possibility the Saints could get any players back tonight? Yeah, yeah, in time to play. But they'd have to be vaccinated, asymptomatic, and test negative today and have done so already previously in the last 24 hours. And all of the players on the list are being tested daily. So I guess it's not an impossibility. There is a chance. There's probably a greater chance of that happening in the Saints winning tonight. God, I hope I'm wrong, but guys, got to be real. I'll talk to you all tomorrow bright and early. Dan Patrick's next. This is ESPN Latvia, the best ticket in sports. What up, Have guys? you ever wondered, what town in Mexico was my great-grandmother born in, and did she really live to be 100? With Ancestry's vast record collection, you can find the details that bring your family story to life. Search for free at Ancestry.com slash radio. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy 
aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sports book because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up because when you do hundred dollars in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in louisiana as soon as it gets that's code 1420 to get 100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook gambling problem call 1-877-770-STOP must be 21 or older louisiana only availability varies by parish eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions